It says, Betzalel argued about 18 things and agreed about 18 things. The Gemara says, Vatanya Hushvu. How can you tell me they, they made a, they made a decree on 18, they argued on 18, if the Brightest says they agreed in the end. To which the answer is, Bo Bayom Nechlaku. Originally they argued about these 18 things, Lumachar, and the next day, Hushvu, they agreed it. They agreed. They agreed. So in the end, in the end, everyone agrees that they, they, uh, they agreed. Wonderful. Okay, now, <clears throat> the Gunnar continues. Kufa. Amar Huna. Bishloshan nekamot nechluku shamai vihilel. It means there's always, you have to remember, there's Beit Hillel and Beit Shamai, and there's Hillel and Shamai. So we're saying now that Hillel and Shamai only argued on two circumstances, three circumstances. So we want to know what were those circumstances where they argued? When did they argue? So we'll find out right now when they argued. Okay. Um, Shammai Omer. Now, the first one is not complicated at all. The first one is just talking about measurements of challah. As we all know, we should know by now. There's a mitzvah from the Torah to take challah from the Isa. If you've ever gone to the matzah bakery, you've done that. And and um, <clears throat> you take it from a certain amount of dough. That dough is the amount of dough in the that they, the man came down. Now, we know that man came down was an asilit ha one-tenth of an efa. So it's clear in the Torah how much it is. So what are they arguing about? I'll just tell you the background, what they're arguing about. A tenth of the efa, first of all, possibly the efa that they're talking about in the desert, the measurement might have changed. The measurement might have changed, I don't know, if American pounds and uh, British pounds are the same. I don't know. They changed. Second issue is, it talks about when they changed, they added. So, for example, if I tell you you have a 100 and you add 20% of 100. Now, what's 20% of 100? First glance, you say 20, but maybe not. Maybe 20% of 100 is 25. How so? After I add 25 to 100 and have 125, now that now it's 20% after you added it. There's some term of that in retail when you percentage within or without. I don't know what it is. Not important now. So based on those different two different variables, variable number one is how they added, variable number if they added, that's going to impact. And variable number three is when they said was a full day's food or was it twice a day? And therefore, there's going to be arguments to the exact size of the chala. And we start now. Shamay Omer mikav chala. The amount of hafashat chala is a kav, a certain measurement. Hillel Omer kavayim is double the amount because, again, the question is, is the measurement in the Torah for the, the whole day or twice a day? Kachamim say, loka de loka de it's a kav and a half, somewhere in between Beit Shemai and Beit Hillel. When the measurements got bigger, which means a kav and a half of the new measurements. Five quarters piturim. Again, because you go with in without. The bottom line, nothing complicated. A four-way machloket as to whether what the exact measure of chala is, and that's case number one, which Shammai and Hillel argue. Next, case number two, Edach. Hillel Omer, Melohin, Mayim, Shuvim, Poslimit, and Mikveh. So now everyone should know by now, or heard of this, there's a concept, Mikveh is made from rainwater. Mayim, Shuvim is water that went through the plumbing system. So if you have a Mikveh that's not yet full now, and you add water, 
uh, to it. It means let's say it's just a drop of water. You're missing an ounce. You're missing two ounces from your from your abayim safi mikveh. It's batel and it's okay. But if you're missing, we're going to discuss what's the amount of missing water if you fill it in with plumbing water instead of rain water. Is the mikveh pasul? We're going to have three opinions. Hillel says a hin's worth of water. A hin's worth of water. Now a hin is not the Torah description. He took the word hin instead of saying 12 lug. 12 lug and a hin is the same thing. Why did Hillel do that? Because that's what his Rebbe said. Okay. Shammai Omer, Tish'a Kabin, nine kav. So it means we had before 13 lugs. Now we have nine kavs, which is 36 lug. Three times the amount of water is going to mess it up. Hachamim say, two weavers, Mishara, Ashbash, Mishalayim, they even testified, Mishum Shmai, about Talion, with the Rebbe's of Beit Hillel and Shammai. Shlosha lugin, Mayim Shavim, Posim at the Mikveh. Three lug is enough to make the Mikveh Pasul. The Kimu Chachamim, the Divraham. So I'm sure in your travels through Shash, you might have heard this terminology. Three lug. Three lug is runes and Mikveh. It shows up in Mesechet Makot. It shows up a lot of places. Three lug of water that is, that is plumbing water, not rain water, will cause your mikveh to be pasul. So again, a machloket Beit Hillel and Beit Shammai. And, and, uh, and in both cases, interesting, the machloket Hillel and Shammai, in both cases, halacha is not like Hillel or like Shammai. Just an interesting trivia question. They argue three times, and the three times they argue, we're going to see so far two out of them. The halacha is not like them. Idach, what's the third one? This you should remember. It's the last Masechet and Shas and Masechet and Idach. And again, the same story. They argue. And the Chachamim say neither are right. What are we talking about? We're talking about a lady that sees blood. She sees blood. Now, we don't know how far back does she go. She 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 sees blood at night. And she made a salad in the morning. Is that true? My salad no good. How far do you go back to suspect? So there's two different variables. It could be 24 hours. It could be the last time you checked. It could be either one. Either one means the last time you checked, checked five minutes ago and you were good. We're not going back 24 hours. If you didn't check till 48 hours ago, we'll only go back 24 hours. So it could be we use both leniencies, one or the other or both. Those are the three different variables. We want to figure out if a lady is, when, how far back retroactively the Tumah went. We find the blood now. We don't know when it went back to. That's one of the Machlokets in the second Nidah between Hillel and Shammai. And here we see it inside. Idach. Shammai Omer, Kol Hanashim, Dayan Shatan. All ladies, Dayan Shatan, which means you see it, what you see is what you get. <clears throat> we don't go backwards at all. Hillel says, That means the last time you checked. Even there's a long time since you checked. The last time you checked is three weeks, three weeks backwards. Not the leniency of Beit Shammai that says you don't go backwards at all. Not the Chuma Beit Hillel that says you go back to the checking. 24 hours lessens from the last time that you checked. That means you checked 48 hours, you only go back 24 hours. If you checked less than 24 hours, you checked five minutes ago, you go back to the last check. The Chachamim end up and that's the Halakha. We give you both leniencies. The lady has to go backwards maximum of 24 hours. If she checked any time after that, we only go back to the time that she checked. Good. Ask the Gemara, the two Leka. Are there no other Machlokets, Beit Hillel and Beit Shammai? Vaika. 
Hillel Omer Lismok, Vishamayim Rimshalol Lismok, and Mesechet Chagiga, if you remember, it was an ongoing war for about 10 generations. Are you allowed to do smicha on an animal on Yom Tov? Shammai, Avtah, Leon, all the different rabbis in Pirkei Avot, all the Zugim, all the pairs down the line, all argued about smicha. And Hillel and Shammai were in that list, so why isn't that listed? And says, the Gemara, Kika, Maravuna, Echadaleka, Pluk, the Rav, Abadayah. They're the first ones to have the argument. If it's an ongoing argument, if there's one of the people in the argument, we're not listing it. So there's really four things. Vayika, I have a fifth one. Habotzer Lagat, you were plucking grapes to a vat in order to press for wine. And now the, the liquid that falls out of, out of those grapes, we know in order for something to become tamay, it has to come in contact with a liquid. It has to come in contact with a liquid, one of the seven liquids. Everyone knows what they are. Yad Shachad Dam. We're not going to go through that now. There's seven liquids. And the question is, this wine that leaked out of the grapes, I don't want to squeeze it. I'm packing it into my, I'm packing it into my wine press. So that, that leakage, that spillage, is that considered a liquid or not? And that's the machloka between Beit Shemai and Beit Hillel. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Va'ika botzel agat, Shemai omer huqshar, Hillel omer lo huqshar. My answer is bar minadeh, ignore that. Da'atam kashatik le Hillel Shemai. In the end, we're going to see later, Hillel agreed to Shemai. Yosi ben Yoezer, Yisrael Dav, Yosi ben Yochan, Yisrael Shalayim, Gazru, Tumal, Eretz Amim. We're going back to our original Breitah. Or bright told that lists different gazetot. If the 18 items, we're now listing two rabbis, which were both named Yossi, and they're both in the Mishnah Perkev all together. Yossi ben Yoezer Istreda, Yossi ben Yochan Ishru Shalayim. They will go there, Al-Tumal Eretz Amim. Number one is that outside of Israel, the land outside of Israel, you're going to land outside of Israel, you're Tameh. And secondly, again, this Tumas for Konim, and doesn't make a difference anyway to us, because we're not even Tumas, it has no real ramifications. And secondly, Al-Kliz Chuchit. There's two things they said. <clears throat> These two rabbis, both named Yossi, number one told us that this land, non-Israel land, Chutzlar's land is Tameh. And they also spoke about glass utensils, see why. I'm not going to be bothered that there's other rabbis that seemingly made this Gezerah, and not Yossi ben Yoezer, Yisri Dav, Yossi ben Yoezer, now, they're going to figure this out based on a, another brighter and a little information. Again, if you want after the class to take out a Perkei Avot, you'll see the list of the rabbis' names. You'll see who fits in where. So, there was a group of rabbis called the Rabbis of 80 Years. What does that mean? They were 80 years before the destruction. And 80 years before the destruction of the temple, they made a Gezerah. Now, that's towards the end of the long list. These rabbis are at the beginning. Perkei Avot, if you take a list again, you have... Uh, First you have Shimona Tzadik, and then you have after Shimona Tzadik comes, uh, comes after Shimona Tzadik. Kibelmi Shimona Tzadik. Who, who got from Shimona Tzadik? Got a Pirkevot here? Okay, someone look it up. Who got from Shimona Tzadik? Morris, you're looking it up? Morris is looking it up. Okay. One second, let's unmute Morris here. One second. It's not unmuting. Not unmuting, I don't know why. Sorry. Morris. Yeah, Morris still not unmuted. Okay, I can't tell you why not. They're not letting me unmute you. Unmute. Unmute audio. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Morris? Yeah. Where in Picab, what would it be? First Pedic. Ah, Shimona Sadiq. Good. Next rabbi. Antigonus Isaho. 
Yeah. We're asking Morris. Next, Rabbi. <laughs> Good. Next. Next. You hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yossi Ben Yoezer. That's our rabbi. Number three. He's the third rabbi. He's all very early. He's only third generation of 400 years. So these rabbis were very early. Now to be quoting from the lives at the last 80 years of the Beit HaMikdash. So obviously two different times. Okay? Mm-hmm. Fine? You got that? These two rabbis are very early in the in the program. And um, and obviously we're going to see they're not the rabbis of the 80 years. So when I ask the question now. Mm-hmm. When he got sick, they told him the following, Rabbi, Tell some things to your father. His father, Biosi, was a giant. years before the destruction of the second Israel. The Romans took over Israel on, at that point. hundred years later, The rabbis made a gezera on Chutzlar's land and Klis Chuchit. Now that's those two gezerot we gave to the Yossi rabbis, who were early in the game, is now being put 300 years later. That's a problem. Abayim Shanal, 40 years, the Sanhedrin left the spot where they used to sit, the Ashlubachaniot. And the reason the Sanhedrin is going to say is, as long as they were sitting there, they could judge life and death cases. And we'll see soon that since it was so rampant sin, they didn't want to judge cases anymore. They didn't judge fines once they left the spot. Fines, you could judge fines, even though the, the, the Sanhedrin of 71 is not in the right spot. Okay, so from 40 years before the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed, they stopped judging capital punishments. But our discussion is, we see that 80 years before the Choban, they made the decree about not of the Tumah of non-Israel land, Eretz Amim, and the laws of glass. And that doesn't match the two Yossi rabbis, which were 300 years before that. Which I'm not going to say now. Maybe they were there 80 years before. It can't be. These rabbis were all 100 years before the end. They're way earlier than these rabbis at the 100-year point. So if they were way before the rabbis at the 100-year point, they definitely weren't there at the 80-year point. So I'm stuck with the question, who made this decree of the land of the Goyim and the law of glass. Ella, I'll tell you. Those stages. Atu inhu, the true Rabbi Yossi's gazur agusha. That means the difference between the land and the airspace. Did it touch, did your truma apple touch the land? Did it touch Arizona land? You brought a rock from Arizona and it touched it? Or did it go in the airspace? So they made a gazeta on the dirt. If it touched anything, you burn it. If you enter the airspace, nothing happens. Then, later, 200 years later, they said the land, the air, I'm sorry, will cause a safek. You don't burn it, but you can't eat it. Okay, so that's going to be the answer. There were two different stages. One was on the dirt. One was on the air. The first rabbi is made on the dirt, and the later rabbi is in the air. You told me they burnt it. It sounds like Burning started with immediately. They burnt. That's not true. The first rabbi that made it 
wasn't about burning. When it comes to the law of hands, immediately they burnt. So how could you tell me that originally the first thing they said was if you touch the dirt, you burn it? That's not true. There were two stages. So it's basically happening now. It's not complicated. It is there's dirt and there's airspace. And what happens when it hits the dirt and airspace? Does it get burnt? Is it a suffix? Those are two variables. So to play around when it add different rabbis in different slots, he did this, he did that, he did that, he did that, and that way there's no contradictions. The first group of rabbis, Gazura Gusha they didn't say burn the dirt. They said if you touch the dirt, it's a safek. Don't burn it. Avira, the airspace, local, they didn't say anything about the airspace. Then, the rabbis in 80 years, Gazura Gusha they said burn the dirt, and they added two things. So means they upgraded two things. Originally, the dirt was a safek and the, and the air was nothing. They upgraded that the, you burn on the dirt and there's a safek on the land. Kati, is that true? But Usha Gazur, in Usha, which is the time after the Korban, that's when they made the Gezerah. So it can't be that it was finished off 80 years before, because we have another bride that was finished off after the Beit HaMikdash. So obviously we're going to have to add in another step of this process in order to make it all make sense. It's not. I have a Mishnah title. Al Shisha Sveikot Sorfim Truma. On six Sveikot, you burn Truma. There are six cases where the Rabbanan said burn Truma. As if it was a vadai, even though it's only a safek. So what are the six cases of safek? Number one, al safek beta pras. We have a cemetery that we're not sure if it was a cemetery, and if you go through there, you, it's a safek. Next, safek afar abame eres samim, land that comes from out of Israel is a safek. <clears throat> we burn on the touching. So that already mentions. You see, they they were the ones that talked about the land. Safek b'deam aretz. You touch the, the clothing of Amar Aretz, it's a safek. Safek kelim hanim sa'im. The utensils that are outside also com, uh, contract a tumah. Safek rokin, I have saliva, and I'm not sure where the saliva came from. It makes the tumah safek tameh. Safek mei reglei adam, l'shedeged mei reglei behema. I have two pools of urine on the floor. And I have two questions. First of all, I don't know if it's a human, I don't know if it's an animal. One's an animal, I don't know if the other one's an animal. And secondly, I don't even know if it came from a Tamei human at all. All of these things, if it touched it for sure, it's a Tzafek And Therefore, you burn the Truma. If you're not sure if you touched it, you burn it. So bottom line, I got six different stories. They made them Safek Tumah. Where is the Safek Tumah? In Rishut Abim, in Rishut Ayachid, in both, and neither. Bottom line, extract from this one important point. We mentioned that the Gezerah of dirt from Chutz Laaretz causing Tumah happened after the Beit HaMikdash. So now we have, we have Yosef and Yosef made it. It happened 80 years before, and it happened after Beit HaMikdash. There's three stages of when this happened. How are we going to spread it out over three different periods to make sense out of it? Ella, I'll give you the final. What? So there's no contradiction. Of course, we're going to make now. There's no contradiction. Ella, I'll give you the final verdict. How all three of these things could be true, because each one of them were at a different time. Each one of them were at a different time. That's the goal. So what I was going to say like this. 
Ella atu inhu the two rabbiosis gazur agushalitlo. They made a gezera that if you touch the dirt, it's a safek. That's the first thing they said. Aviral oklums. The first thing that happened was 300 years before the Beit Mizrach was destroyed. They said, touch dirt, it is a safek. We're not talking about the airspace. Next, Atura Banandish, 80 years before the Beit Midash, Gazu Idibid Litlot. They said, we're going to add airspace now, but still both of them are safek. Both of them are safek. Safek air, safek dirt. Atubu Usha, and Usha comes along, and Gazura Gushalisrof. They said, you burn when it touches the dirt, and they left Avirak and the Kai Kai to left the land as it is, at air as it is. But it's only a safek and not a vadai. So those are my three stages, and everyone lives happily ever after. So again, the whole discussion was just figuring out when exactly this Gezeira on Tumat Eretz Amim happened, and when the Gezeira of Kleis Kuchit happened. The Gemara says, Kleis Kuchit, my time, a Gazubu Rabbanan Tumat. What's wrong with glass? Since they come from sand, we treat them like earthenware, which is made from dirt, and therefore they get tumah from the Torah, and therefore we treat that we, we give them a law of tumah. That means really, if you touch a glass utensil, glass is not recognized by the Torah. But because rabbis went and they made it, they said glass is considered a material for tumah. If that's the case, that we're treating it like earthenware, you can't dip a, a, a earthenware vessel. Earthenware vessels you have to break. And if glass is being treated like an earthenware vessel, you should never dip it in the mikveh. These things are considered chatzisa. Certain things that you use to clog up glass is considered a chatzisa. So you see that you're dipping in the mikveh? It was a glass utensil that had steel clogging up holes in it. And the Amar, Meir, that says, Rabbi Meir says, if I have something, and it needs something else to keep it going, that without this it won't be considered a keli, we view the sash, the clayly, like the item that's clogging it. So the glass vessel with a hole in it, and the glass cannot hold water, without the steel clogging it, it's not considered glass. So you're right. Really glass, he's saying now, you can't dip a glass in the mikveh. Hi, we find you dipping glass in the mikveh. That's glass that was clogged with steel. The glass that's clogged with steel has the status of steel. Tanya, <clears throat> I have a klis chukit, there's a hole in it. And I put lead in it. Amar says, because I treat it like lead. Because I treat it like, I treat it like the, 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 the glass, like earthenware, and, there, and therefore, it doesn't become, uh, it's not considered, uh, one second, I can't, what we say, uh, right, because it's considered steel, and the Chakam say it's tar, tahar, because you don't follow the steel. You don't follow the steel. Okay? Could you repeat that last whole thing with the glass? Yeah. I thought we dipped glass. Not a problem to dip glass. You're saying we shouldn't dip glass? No problem. First of all, this is not how Chalama said. And I understand saying, that, but we're saying like this. We're saying there's two different dipping things, just to get this clear for Kemi. Kemi got confused, probably everyone got confused. Which is there's dipping for Tumah, because the dead rodent touched it. And there's dipping because you bought something from a guy and you have to dip it. Though we're not comparing the two right now. Tumah, tumah touched something on glass, 
and we're having a machloket if glass is tameh or not. Some were saying, really, midorite, that's not tameh. The rabbis made it tameh. Now the question is, why did the rabbis make it tameh? They made it tameh because it's like earthenware, and it should have the stringencies of earthenware. We didn't finish the sugya now. We just, we're, we're locking the frame right here. Right now, we're thinking you treat the glass like earthenware. Whatever you do or don't do to earthenware, you do or don't do to glass. Therefore, glass that became tameh should not be dipped to remove the tumah. Which the Gemara answers, it's talking about a, that that we talked about glass being dipped was glass that was clogged with seal. And since the glass was clogged with seal, it has seal status because you follow the thing that clogged it. Okay?